Well, it's hard to believe that today marks 20 years since the last WCW Monday Nitro. And I can tell you honestly, guys, that, you know, for me, Monday Nitro played a big part, you know, as far as me being a wrestling fan. Because when it first premiered in 1995, you know, in the fall, or, or the late summer, early fall of 1995, I was still living with my dad. Um, I had just started, always, yeah, basically I had just started my sophomore year in high school. And uh, basically, you know, where I lived in Oskaloosa, Kansas, you know, as far as, you know, wrestling program goes on cable, it was the only one accessible. Yeah, it was the only one accessible, that's no lie. It was the only one accessible to me and everybody else that loved wrestling. I mean, anytime we got to watch Superstars Wrestling Challenge would be on the weekends, which were in syndication. And sometimes that was a little hard to do because, you know, my room was upstairs and my dad was sleeping in the living room at times. So, you know, I couldn't get down there to watch it as much as I like, um, mainly because sometimes like during the fall, you know, of course, there's football. And from a local perspective, you know, a local point of view. The Kansas City Chiefs or the St. Louis Rams were always being broadcast at those times when, you know, Wrestling Challenge would be on. Or on a Saturday, you know, you would have K-State or KU football, you know, being broadcast. So, with that said, even though I did get to watch Superstars and Wrestling Challenge on occasions when I could, like I said, the main primary wrestling uh, show for me on Monday nights and even on the weekends was WCW. It was WCW Saturday night, you know, in 94 and all that, as well as it was Monday Nitro, like I said, in 1995. And again, looking back on it now, 20 years later, since the last episode aired, you know, honestly, I can remember where I was. I was at home. <laughs> That's the truth. I was at home. Um... This was basically a couple of months, I believe, a couple of months before I started work at Burger King. Yeah, I did start work at Burger King. That was my first real job, um, if you will. And basically, um, I remember going to a, a place called Independence Inc. Uh, in Lawrence, Kansas. It was basically a living. It was basically an assistant living. What? How, how would I put this? It was kind of like a living assistance-like program, if you will. It wasn't assi assistant living to the point like a nursing home or anything like that. It was basically an assistant living, you know, social uh, environment, social care, social worker environment. And one of the things that they um, did over there at Independence Inc. was they taught computer classes. So I took the opportunity to be able to learn how to do, you know, how to get better, I should say, on the computer through Independence Inc. And this was, and Independence Inc, obviously, if I remember correctly, was referred to me by some of the social workers that worked with me in the Oskaloosa, Jefferson County um, area, Oskaloosa, Kansas, Jefferson County um, area. So that was referred to me, and I went there, and again, like I said, I learned to get better on the computer, on the computer, like I learned better. I learned, you know, like how to, you know, put where to put my fingers on or fingers at uh, when it came to the keyboard, you know, 
I learned about that. You know, I learned the ins and outs sometimes, like, you know, how to burn a, uh, burn a uh, CD, a recordable CD uh, for music or for data, stuff like that. So I learned a lot, but mostly one of the things, the main thing was to, you know, learn about the computer keyboards and, you know, the ins and outs of computering so that we get basically the gist of the idea. It was basically, a, it was mainly a basic computer class when you think about it. It was basically, uh, it was, it was, you know, in reality, a basic computer class. So anyway, because, you know, I had a great experience there, of course, that led to me finding out about an opening at the Prairie Ridge Place Apartments in Lawrence, Kansas, where I took advantage of that, you know, uh, but yeah, basically took advantage of that opportunity and ba and basically uh, moved out from Oskaloosa to Lawrence, Kansas, because a lot of my friends that I graduated with in 98 were moving out, you know, of Oskaloosa and into Lawrence, Kansas or Topeka, Kansas or even out of state. And I knew eventually that my, my opportunity was going to be coming as well, and it did. Now, it's because of, it, excuse, excuse me there, excuse me again, but like I said, it's, you know, basically because of me moving out and all that, that, um, you know, not only did I get my own place, but I got cable, and I was able to watch not just, you know, Monday Nitro and, and finally Monday Night Raw as well as SmackDown, of course I was watching SmackDown already, uh, because it was on UPN, so I was, that was the only WWF programming from a national standpoint that any of us where I lived in Oskaloosa, Kansas got to see. And uh, again, like I said, when I moved down on my own, uh, basically I finally got to see Raw, you know, um, Raw is War, as well as Monday Nitro, and I got to experience what a lot of people felt said was the best part of Monday Night Wrestling, that's flipping between the channels. And... You know, the other thing about this as well was I got to actually record and watch some pay-per-views. I recorded, you know, many WWF pay-per-views, many WCW pay-per-views, and I think I may have recorded one or two ECW pay-per-views. Now, with all that said, with all that said, you know, mind you, with all that said, um, the one thing that came as a surprise to me was... When I went down to Independence Inc. one day, because one of the things they would allow a lot of people uh, to do that, you know, had experience, you know, you know, with the facilities, learned, you know, basic stuff like basic computering and all that, was when they had, you know, an open to the public kind of scenario, or mostly open to those that, you know, had worked with them before, or had learned from them before, uh, they allowed uh, someone like me to uh, come and use the computer. And this was way before I got my own computer, before I rent, I, before I went to rent a center to rent to own my own computer, and which now, which has led now basically to me having this laptop. Uh, but anyway, long story, to get to the point basically, when I was at Independence Inc., um, one of the things I would like to do is I would just scroll the internet, check my email, check out my favorite sites if I could, and I remember scrolling onto WWF, WWF.com that is. This is, you know, WWE.com now. And um, I remember 
looking at the first thing that came up was this, and the first, or well, actually, what I'm trying to say is the first thing that came up was this big article that said WWF, WCW, and basically saying that WWF had bought World Championship Wrestling. And I'm thinking, what the heck? <laughs> you know, I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, what the heck? I, I, are you serious? Are you serious? Because we knew, you know, watching WCW, even going back and forth, that, you know, they were in the process of selling the company to somebody else. And we thought that someone was going to be Eric Bischoff and whoever these new owners, Fusion Media, uh, as we found inevitably, uh, were going to be. Uh, but anyway, I, I remember reading this article and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> Am I seeing things? So I scrolled down more and more and eventually it turned out to be true. It turned out to be actually true. And... Basically, what happened next was a couple of days later, because this was on a Friday, I found this out, because Fridays were always like one of the open days, Wednesdays and Fridays were the open uh, days for us to go and um, get to utilize the computers without, you know, having to wait for a class to be over with. So, anyway, um, this led, of course, after finding out this news, just like anybody else, this led to, of course... Um, you know, Monday Nitro, Spring Breakout 20, uh, 2001, 2001. And the first thing we see on, on Nitro is Vince McMahon in Mr. McMahon mode, you know, gloating about the fact that he bought WCW. And it's like, it, it, was, it was just hard, it was just hard to believe. It was hard to believe that the people that ended up purchasing World Championship Wrestling turned out to be the people you least expect. Because never once, never once, and, you know, this was at a time when, you know, even with the internet giving us the ins and the outs of what's going on in the wrestling business, never once was it ever acknowledged that WWF was going to be the ones to buy the competition. Would, it be, would be the new owners of World Championship Wrestling. And yet, here we were. And I'll never forget that Nitro. I'll never forget that Monday night. Because they would go back and forth on Nitro to Raw. It's like mainly Nitro was on the air. And it would come on early. So I got a chance to kind of watch both of them back to back. And what happened was... You know, they would go from Nitro in Panama City to Raw in Cleveland. You know, kind of go back and forth and everything. They would bring up a lot of stuff people were wondering about. Like, with WCW fans, you know, a lot of us that mainly watch WCW, depending on our regional location, we're going to be, you know, the question obviously on our minds was, what's going to happen to the wrestling we know? Is it going to remain the same? Is it going to be different? What's going on? And I just remember they played this all up throughout the night. You know, they gave us some decent matches. Not some good, but some decent matches. Um, they closed it out with the great classic rivalry between Ric Flair and Sting. The last time you would see them compete, uh, uh, compete against each other in a WCW ring. This, of course, would be rectified about nine, nine ten years later, if you will. Uh, when they would meet up again in TNA. But, again, the point is, uh, you know, again, the point is, they just kept build, going back and forth with this, building up to that simulcast. 
And I'll never forget that simulcast because I had my remote. Literally, I had... Now, this isn't the same remote, but I had my remote like this going going from basically, you know, uh, TNT to US uh, TNT to Spike TV. TNT to Spike TV. TNT to Spike TV. I kept going back and forth. You know, trying to see... You know, the simulcast was synced up, you know, appropriately because, as we know, uh, even today, sometimes a simulcast, you know, one, you know, broadcast could be, you know, ahead by a millisecond or a few milliseconds, you know, of the other uh, broadcast of the same broadcast. So, anyway, I just remember going back and forth and back and forth on that. And then, of course, we get that moment well, Vince is gloating about owning WCW, teasing about who he may bring in, who he may fire. And then we get the iconic Shane McMahon showing up on Nitro and saying that he bought WCW from under his dad's nose. And basically the plan and basically setting into motion what we thought originally, what we bought into originally, as were going to be plans to bring WCW back to the forefront you know, under the WWF banner and, you know, build to some kind of interpromotional event down the line. Now, unfortunately, Spike TV wasn't too keen on that because they didn't like the idea of WCW programming being on their network, you know. And there was always speculation of exactly where WCW was going to end up, you know, had they fully gone through with bringing them back. And there was reports that WCW would have you know, taken Raw and it would become WCW Raw or be rebranded Nitro. There was, you know, talks that they could go to SmackDown, they could rebrand that Nitro, they could rebrand that Thunder, all these kind of things. And unfortunately, none of that came to pass because the night they finally tested, uh, the they finally, not well, yeah, they basically, the night they finally tested, you know, how the WWF audience would be recipitive to WCW action, it blew up in their faces, and they had to say, you know what, we can't go through with this, we need to salvage it so somehow, and the, what did they do, how did they salvage it, oh, let's make WCW the bad guys, and the rest is history, and then you bring an ECW, and away we go, but, but yeah, uh, again, I'll never forget. I'll never forget where I was. Like I said, I was living on my own. I was about a year into uh, living on my well, not a year. I was just well, I was just about a year, about you know, a month, a month away from being celebrating a year on my own. And I remember, you know, again, like I said, I remember like anybody else hearing, seeing what was going on in Nitro, seeing all these acknowledgments of new owners coming in and stuff like that. You know, and obviously word going around that, I think they mentioned this once or twice on, on Nitro and even Thunder and even Saturday Night, that Bischoff might be one of the new people in charge, you know, things like that. And then to, like I say, go to Independence Inc. on a free computer, on a day where you, uh, as part of the public, you were free to utilize the computer, mostly if you were, uh, if you had an association with Independence Inc., and for me, on that fateful Friday, March 23rd, to read on the internet, on WWF.com, and even I think they put put it on WCW.com, 
that WWF had bought them, again, it was like, it's like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. But, but it was true. And to back it up, like I said, we saw what we saw spring breakout 20, uh, 2001, 2001. And you know what, what it started with and how throughout the night it was building towards that simulcast and what we got out of that. And you know, what more can be said, but yeah, you know, it, <laughs> it's just hard to believe that what was such an impactful time in wrestling, you know, what, you know, what really got, you know, the spotlight onto professional wrestling was now gone. It was now history. And we can only sit back and wonder, okay, who's going to try to rise up and take the position or take, you know, take up the WCW or take up that vacancy that WCW left behind. And it would be about a year or two late, be about a year or so later, but we got our answer. I mean, yeah, throughout 2001, you had various other promotions trying. You had the XWF, you had the WWA, World Wrestling All-Stars, you know, you had all these other promotions trying, and then, like I said, it would take about a year or so later, and all of a sudden, here comes NWA TNA, now known as Impact Wrestling, and Ring of Honor, who is celebrating their 19th anniversary tonight. So, yeah, it may have taken about a year or so, but here came two, uh, at that time, you know, semi-powerhouses, or at least build, at least the goal was to kind of be in that uh, category, coming into existence and saying, hey, WWF, you're, or WWE, you're not alone anymore. Guess who's here? Guess who's here to come? Guess who's here? So come out and play. And again, the rest is history. And both companies are still around to this day. Maybe not as they used to be in the past, as or maybe well not used to be, but not as they probably were more not notable or no uh, noteworthy like they were in the past. But they're still around. They're still making waves. And now, almost twenty years later, you have a company on TNT, a wrestling company with a show on TNT in AEW that is basically, in some people's eyes, become the uh, new modern version, the rebranded WCW 2.0. Just because of some of the similarities, some of the stars they have involved and all that. But yeah, you know, it's hard to believe though, looking back 20 years ago, that we saw the end of the Monday Night Wars. We saw the end of wrestling, you know, as a profitable uh, business, you know, you know, for the time being, we saw an end to that. And again... And <laughs> it's hard to believe that it would take almost 20 years for us to almost get to that point again. You know, with, you know, Impact Wrestling, you know, being around, Ring of Honor being around for the near 20 years that both have been in existence. And now you have AEW, you have MLW. You know, it's like it may have taken 20, overall 20 something years, but now we're starting to get back to that, you know, you know, to that moment back, we're starting to regain, I should say, that momentum, you know, as wrestling fans and as the business in general used to have, uh, you know, during the Monday Night Wars and all that. But yeah, it's, I still can't believe it's been 20 years. And again, they always ask, as, always, you know, they always bring up, you, they always bring up when it comes to things like this, 
you always remember where you were when you found out the news about WCW being bought by WWF and where you were when the last Nitro uh, uh, came to be on television. And I know where I was. Like I said, I was at Independence Inc. on a free computer day on a Friday, March 23rd, 2001, reading that article. The first thing I see when I go to WWF's website or WCW's website, that's the first thing I see. And then, of course, three days later, we get the last Nitro ever. And it's like, it's still hard to believe that any of that, any of that was, a, any of that was real. It's still hard to believe. And now you look 20, and now you look, and what I'm trying to say is now you look basically 20 years later and look where we are with wrestling. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's just hard to believe. It's hard to believe it's been 20 years and hopefully we don't ever go through this again because if we do, if we go through something like this again, whoever is responsible in the end, their company is going to suffer from it. So, long story short, whatever wrestling company is planning to basically take, you know, uh, take the same path that WWF did and try to buy their competition, rethink your strategy. Because if you buy one company, even even if they're a small, big, or medium-sized wrestling company, and they're very noteworthy, uh, very noteworthy to a lot of fans. It's going to hurt the wrestling business in the, in the long run, and it's going to hurt you as well. But what do you guys have to say? What are your thoughts odds on this on this being 20, the 20th anniversary of the final Nitro? Where were you when the final Nitro happened? Where were you when the news broke that WWF had purchased World Championship Wrestling on the 23rd of March, uh, 2001? Where were you when you first read about that? And where were you... Uh, when the final Nitro 20 years ago today took place. Let me know down below in the comments as well as in the live chat during the premiere. And I will talk to you all later.